This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Backpage Breakdown. I'm your host, Antoine Staley. You could also you could always find me on all social media platforms at Antoine Staley. Also, uh, follow my work at the New York Daily News covering the New York Jets and also uh, NFL as well. Uh, with me today, I got a special guest, former uh, Jets quarterback, now, you know, analyst, NFL analyst, Matt Sims. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. It's good. Uh, I'm glad you joined me. It's good to be with you too as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Before we get into uh, any NFL talk, like I want to, you know, talk about bet online and uh, football is back and bet online is your number one information source for all sports wagering information with all the up to the news minute stats, news scores and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips. With bet online, real time updates, stats, news, and odds from week one all the way to college football playoff, Super Bowl. Bet online gives you the access to the best football promotions contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile code to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code Believe uh, B L E A V to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, yeah, uh, like I say, Matt, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. And, yeah, I mean, I want to get into just kind of the Jets, really, because it's been a – it's only been five weeks, but it's been a kind of a crazy uh, whirlwind and as far as a roller coaster. <laughs> just kind of uh, what are your thoughts about the Jets and where they are currently just five games into the season heading into a major matchup against the Eagles? Yeah, uh, for for a guy that lives here in the the New Jersey, New York area, um, can't lie. I feel like I've been a, a therapist uh, for for a lot of New York Jets fans and uh, friends that I'm close with. It's been, you're right. It's been a whirlwind, man. It really has been, and uh, I still think there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of optimism for this team. Uh, the injury to Elijah Vera Tucker the other night was just absolutely devastating, but. You know, there's still, I think, a lot of really good football players on this team, and I have faith that they uh, have the ability to finish the season strong. So what, what gives you that faith? Is it uh, just one particular size of the ball? Is it just the talent that they have uh, on both sides? Just What gives you that faith that they could potentially uh, make some noise down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, the easy answer is, right, is that the, the defense is still talented. The defense still has the ability to dominate situations in the game with their talent uh, on really all over the field, uh, whether it's their front line, their linebacking core, or their de defensive back. So we've seen them highlight certain situations in games where they've kept them uh, you know, in the game, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, I also have faith that just Zach Wilson is continuing to grow and improve as a young man, as a young football player. You know, I, I know just all the fans out there. I know he's not a finished product. I know that he's not, you know, everything that we were hoping him to be at this current moment. And listen, we we didn't think that he'd be playing anyway at this moment. But given the circumstances that he's been under, you do see at least a young man that has shown improvements week by week, you know, little by little. And with that, I just I have faith that 
you know, as me being an optimist when I was a player, uh, as being a fan of just the Giants and the Jets, you know, I, I'm just never going to say it's over until it's really over. So I, I got to keep that that positivity. You see the helmet behind me, too. So, you know, it, it's just it's it's got to be that way. You know, can't can't really think about it any other way. The Philly game is that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> that's that's going to be a really tough matchup, you know, and, you know, but then after that, you know, the Giants, the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders, you know, these are three games that I think are, are absolutely the Jets are capable of winning. So if they can survive the Philly game without any uh, major injuries uh, like we've seen so far early in the season, I think there's a lot of optimism with those uh, three following that. Yeah, it's been uh, just they've been snake bitten because every time they win a game, it seems like they lose a significant player. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers week one <laughs> and then Elijah Red Tucker in the Denver game, too. Before I get to Zach Wilson, I want to touch on the defense there because it's kind of been a, uh, you know, conversation piece that like, really recently. Some people are saying their defense isn't playing up to par. I guess if you look at the numbers just statistically as they are, then they, they would be correct. However, I feel like, you know, this this has been a bend but don't break defense and they play better in the second half as opposed to the first half in games. Just kind of what's your assessment on what the defense is right now at this point? Yeah, it, the, the hype of the team was built around the defense. Some of that self-inflicted. Some of that was just us fans, you know, being excited, you know, for them. The defense may not be at what its potential peak is yet this season. We haven't seen that yet. And I think there are still just some pieces where, you know, need to figure out a way to kind of play the style. The style of play really honestly changed as soon as Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You know, the whole bend but don't break process would have been perfect with Aaron Rodgers because of experience, because of just the the attitude and the atmosphere that he brings to the team. You know, it, it's okay to play defense that style because they would have been able to possess the football a little bit more consistently in the offensive side of the football with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. All right, now Aaron's gone. So now the defense has to kind of change their style a little bit. Now they have to be a little bit more of the aggressor defensively. They need to cause more turnovers and more havoc. So they aren't quite there yet. I don't think that this defense is as dominant on the front lines as we expected it to be. I think they're, you know, the 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 recipe to potentially be a 49ers defense is there. It just might not be to that same extent yet. And, and part of that, too, is just with the injury, now you have to change, I think, a little bit of your philosophy, be more aggressive on the defensive side, force the offense's hand more to play aggressive. And you have corners that allow you to do that. So why not go ahead and do that and let your corners, who are some of the best in the NFL right now, just – do their thing and, and overcome some of those those matchup issues that you're worried about. Yeah, I think we kind of saw a little bit of that aggressiveness like late in the game against Denver too. Where, yes. You know, you really didn't see the Jets blitz a whole lot, but you saw them, you know, send Quincy Williams a few times too. And obviously he made the big play too as well. Just talk about uh, the way he's playing right now because I think he's playing uh, out of his mind and um, been a bit surprised not only to the team but also around the league. I mean, he's he's proven himself to be, you know, one of the most impactful linebackers in all of football right now. And, and you know, other than maybe Fred Warner, uh, he is the most important person on this defense at the moment. You know, so uh, and Fred Warner just, you know, you see it with him, with the San Francisco 49ers, how important he is to that defense, you know, playing fast, playing smart, you know, using his experience, 
to be a difference maker in that game. We're seeing that with Quincy. Quincy is just running around with a man like his hair is on fire. And it is really fun to watch the play, his enthusiasm and energy that he brings to the field. And, and that's where, you know, we saw it. You're right versus Denver. This is where it's like, why do we have to wait till crunch time to do it? You know, go ahead and force their hand. You know, I don't know why we have to play careful. Look at me saying we. Uh, <laughs> but just be more aggressive. Take more risk. Take more calculated risk. Because I, I do think at the end, you still have plenty of talent to match up one-on-one -on -one with receiver one, with the receiver two of a lot of the teams that you're going to play against, maybe other than the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'll be very curious to see how they play that style. But I would much rather, you know, go out being aggressive than, you know, trying to play it safe. Yeah, I, I thought they should have did that, like like you said, early on in the year, where could they have a good enough defense where you can send corners. I mean, you can send, like, linebackers on a blitz from now to now, every now and then. You don't have to necessarily yeah. do it every time, like the Giants do with Wink Martindale. But, yeah, you could definitely do it occasionally. And, like you say, you got Sauce Gardner, you got DJ Reed, who will be back for the Eagles game. Yeah, that yeah. forced you that luxury to be able to do that from time to time. And I think we kind of saw that in the Denver game. But yeah, I want to talk about Zach and Zach Wilson. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely talk about the roller coaster ride. That's been the <laughs> last five weeks. Like it's yeah. been one for him. Like we were talking about him possibly being replaced, you know, after the Patriots game. And then all of a sudden he's starting to play, he played well against the chiefs there, played, you know, serviceable against the Broncos, uh, had that one turnover, but that was really, I thought he was efficient there. Just kind of what you've seen from Zach Wilson uh, the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been a Jacqueline Hyde season as far as uh, Zach Wilson goes. And it, it's it's frustrating at times. You know, the one thing that I would love to see from Zach Wilson is just a little bit more of a sense of urgency of just like, get through your decisions. If it's not there, move or throw it away and move on. You know, occasionally I just feel like he gets caught holding onto the football way too long. And it's almost like borderline careless and reckless at times. And that's him, I think, trying to make the perfect play or the perfect, you know, or, or an explosive play where, you know, at, at quarterback, your first job is to not lose the game. So, all right. Hey, if it's okay, if you're punting, great, then let your defense do its thing, but make good decisions early, get the football out of your hand. And I think Nate Hackett too, shifting from Aaron Rodgers to, to Zach Wilson is doing a better job with that. So now you know, how do we manage trying to get Brees, Brees, Brees Hall the football and the running game and developing that while still being somewhat aggressive with Zach's ability? Get, and my father said this to me the other day, and it was a great point. You know, Zach is really good when he is far back in the pocket off those play action passes. Whenever he's in like the tight pocket area, he's not as successful. You know, that's just not his strength. He's not a guy that plays big and plays tall and strong in the pocket. So you need to just create more ways to create separation from him and the line of scrimmage so he can really see the field more clearly and be aggressive with his strong arm. And, and we see moments of that from the Jets. I think we just need to be more aggressive with trying to find more creative plays like that to help him out. Yeah, I, I talked about him holding on to the ball, too, and I think some of that is just overthinking. I just think yeah. that 
the fact that he's, or not thinking at all. <laughs> well, you know, it could be that too, one way or the other. But I just feel like he's just trying to process a lot of things at one particular time. I feel like, and I also feel like the Jets don't use his athleticism as much as they should. And I think it's kind of going to your point too with Nathaniel Hackett. Like he obviously he knew Aaron, he had a relationship with Aaron. Everything right. was built around Aaron, and now all of a sudden. He has to learn what works works for Zach, and then I think it's been a process to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it definitely is. And this this team wasn't designed with Aaron Rodgers at the helm to throw for three fifty and, and dominate through the air. Aaron was going to play conservatives. He's going to play smart. He was probably going to throw from two hundred to two fifty each and every game. He was going to throw his two or three touchdowns, but he was going to make those two or three like wow throws and one-on-one situations and let the defense do its thing. So now with Zach, you know, because he lacks the experience that Aaron has, you need to kind of change a little bit of your style in which you play. I would love to see the the Jets go into more tempo situations too from time to time. You know, all right, start a drive off, have an explosive play with Brees Hall at running back, and then immediately go into tempo. Go into tempo, call a few pass plays in a row, all right, and then you can slow it down again. But this way, it takes a little bit of the the thinking out for Zach Wilson. It becomes more reaction-based. And also, too, when you go tempo, typically defenses run, you know, more like baseline type of coverages or looks. And you're getting guys that are out there for multiple plays in a row, especially if you're not subbing. So you're getting more tired football players. You're getting more base looks. And all those things are a positive for a young quarterback that's still trying to find his way. Yeah, and I think it was something like he did a lot of that in college too as well. So right. he was able to do that in college. He has familiarity. And obviously, you know, you have young guys like Brees Hall that mean did a little bit at Iowa State too as well. So they're familiar with, you know, running tempo too as well. Yes. Uh, before I get to like your, you know, the keys to the game against the Eagles, like I want to touch <laughs> on the offensive line. Uh, just obviously, you know, losing to Elijah Vera Tucker is a big blow once again. Yeah, your best offensive lineman. What do you do in this situation? Do you just plug in Max Mitchell? I know uh, Leo Collins uh, ended up coming in uh, for a workout too as well. What, what would you do uh, with this offensive line at the right tackle position? And you still have Dwayne Brown lurking too potentially uh, after the bye week as well. Yeah, th- these are these are tough questions. And I think it, there is going to be no like definitive answer. I think we'll see uh, a group of five out there in the Philly game to start the game. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised as as the game goes, there's a shift in a realignment too as far as how they go about their procedure. We see this right now with the New York Giants too. Uh, it's just to find five really good offensive linemen and to play cohesive in the NFL is extremely difficult. And... and you only see a few teams in the NFL that are really like that steadfast and locked down with those five offensive linemen. Right now, the Jets, it, it's it's going to be a little bit of Nate Hackett with his creativity, Zach Wilson being smart and getting rid of the football, you know, in rhythm, in time, not taking unnecessary hits and putting more pressure on that offensive line. And unfortunately for them, it's coming against the team that's eight deep on the defensive line right now. And you just got to hope that Philadelphia maybe just rushes for the entire game. Um, but it's it's going to be a tough matchup. So it's next man up principle. You do your best to manage it. Uh, pass protection is usually the easiest thing for an NFL lineman to come in and, and just get reps in without overthinking because there's so much more communication typically in the run game. Um, but at the same time, too, in the run game, you do get help with double teams and all that kind of stuff. So it really just kind of depends on what the coaching staff values as far as 
how they shift the people around and how they find uh, the, the right mix at the front line. So for them, obviously, a lot of people, I mean, the Eagles are a favorite. What, what is it going to take for the Jets to possibly pull up an upset? I mean, we saw them darn near do it against the Chiefs uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what do you think uh, is the key for them to uh, be able to get this win against the Eagles? Yeah, it's going to be just, you know, can we stop Jalen Hurts and, and his passing game? Can we stop him from getting outside the pocket? And this is going to be a tough battle because this is going to be a receiving core that is super talented, that has speed, has size and physicality. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts, you know, his ability to make just consistently good decisions, protect the football. Can we force him to make errors? You know, and, and that's where, you know, the double edged sort of the concept of what we're talking about. Do you want to play careful, you know, and kind of let them bleed you down the field? I don't know, because this is a team that I feel like can push the defensive line around no matter who the defensive line is really, maybe other than the San Francisco 49ers, you know, or the Dallas Cowboys, but this old line has the ability to push a lot of defensive lines around. So if you're just giving like very basic looks, I feel like with their experience uh, on the offensive side of the football, it's going to be very tough to stop them, you know, and Swift is running the ball like an angry man. And it is really fun to watch because he is just like super aggressive getting downhill and making, making big plays. So, can we force the Eagles out of their comfort zone? Can we force them to, to complete more third and long situations? So we got to win those first and second down matchups a ton, and especially stopping the run game and the quick passing game that they usually start drives off with. Uh, before I uh, let you go, I got a couple more questions for you. I have to ask you about the Giants and just kind of what's going on there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it, as much as it's been an up and down ride for the Jets, it's been really a downward, you know, spiral for the Giants, uh, re especially recently. Daniel Jones is hurt, obviously. Andrew Thomas has uh, been injured as well. Just what's what's been the big issues there? I mean, there's been a ton. I mean, obviously, the offensive line is giving <laughs> the most sacks in the uh, league so far. So just kind of your assessment on the Giants. Last year, I think, gave everybody a little bit of a false hope of kind of where this team was and what this team really was as far as, you know, a real contender. Um, and even with the playoff victory against the Vikings, you know, that was misleading too um, because we see how good the Vikings are this year. You know, last year they won all those games, you know, and I think there was 11 of them where it was decided by one score or less. Um, this year we're seeing that totally flipped. They're not winning any of those games when it's decided by one score or less. The, 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 the Giants the same way. They won a lot of tough games. Their schedule at the beginning of the year has been an absolute gauntlet. Um, and this team might not really be as good as we were hoping them to be, uh, especially in our era. I was extremely optimistic for both football teams. Um, I thought the Giants did a good job of improving their roster from a year ago, but you still see that there are some, some issues with the roster and, and its ability to uh, you know, influence the line of scrimmage, to be aggressive passing the football down the field. And, you know, overall, just to really match up against some of the more elite teams in the NFL. And uh, it's going to be a long season, really, for for the New York Giants. I don't really know if there is a quick remedy other than the fact that you're just going to have more time to evaluate and get after what you really need as a football team to improve for next year. And it's going to it's going to be tough because I think the season is going to be a little bit tougher for them than it is the Jets. Yeah, obviously, uh, the Philly, Philly and San Francisco, I think, are the best two teams in football. Uh, my last question to you is outside of that, who you think is the best team in the league? Best team in the league outside of those two. 
Well, you still have to consider Dallas. You know, despite Dallas losing the way that San Fr- to, that they did to San Francisco, they are still one of the better football teams in football. And uh, you know, when you see them play teams like the Giants, you can see why. You know, they still have the ability to do those things extremely well. Uh, I've been really impressed with the Detroit Lions. I really have been. I think this is a team that uh, is being built very similar to. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, of being physical and strong and fast and playing great complementary football. They're just maybe a year or two away as far as not having the same amount of depth as like the Eagles or the 49ers do. Uh, So it's kind of crazy. It's very, I feel like the league is very NFC dominated to some degree as far as like the great teams in the NFL right now with those three. Uh, And then the AFC, yeah, of course, we always have to consider Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That defense is very underrated, too. Um, you know, obviously having Chris Jones back is extremely important. So they're definitely going to be a real contender. Who else in the AFC? It's going to have to be Buffalo. But can they survive with all their injuries? And then Miami. You know, Miami is a healthy team. They're a fast team and they're a creative. So they're really uh, a, a real contender in that AFC. So. Uh, I feel like that's like the group of teams right now that have really separated themselves from the rest of the pack early this year. And then you have a few others like the Browns, the Ravens, who are kind of just right on that edge. And we'll see if they can, you know, make those plays when it matters most. But they'll still be a pain in the butt when you play them later in the year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, in the Bengals, depending on how you feel about them, I mean, yeah, right, you know, they, right. They still, you know, <laughs> they usually start out slow, and then all of a sudden they're there in January. So they're yeah, finding yeah. their way for sure. And that they got they got a great mix too of offensive skill, the quarterback, of course, uh, and then they can get after the passer too. So it's a great combination, and that's really the key for all of these teams that we just discussed. They have the ability to be aggressive on offense and then get after the passer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Sills, thank you for joining me, man. I really appreciate uh, you coming on. No, thank you so much, Antoine. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. And just, you know, want to promote my podcast with my father, too. And, uh, you know, Sims Complete, we're doing our thing, talking football, father and son, butting heads. Uh, so it's uh, it's fun. And I appreciate it again having me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you come back on soon, too, as well. Yeah, no doubt. We'll get Big Phil on the show, too, so he can oh, yeah. uh, he can yell at you, you know, and tell you how you're crazy, you know, and, and myself, too. So it'll be great. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Backpage Breakdown uh, presented by Bet Online Sports.